It's four o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. This week, starring Road Rally, tips and suggestions from your fellow members. Yeah, baby. Woo! One month till the Road Rally, and thank you, fake band. Thank you, fake audience. I didn't mean to call them a name. Um, we are also going to give away today a free copy of Composer Catalog, which helps you, there we go, <laughs> which helps you organize um, all your stuff for sending a catalog in on your end and getting it out to the industry and various versions, all that wonderful stuff. A lot of our members have this. It was actually invented and programmed by a member and uh, people seem to love it. I've never heard anything but glowing remarks. So there you go. Composer catalog will be given away today. Do you have any idea what the retail value of that is? I can you? know, but I can look it up. I'm just gonna look it up. Okay. Uh, my computer, the fan is going because we're high, higher processing speeds. Also, we're gonna give away a copy of Steve Barden's wonderful book. Writing production music for TV by Steve Barden. There I am. Seventy nine dollars value on the Composer Catalog software, and this book is twenty nine ninety five. Con. Whoa! I thought I had my ringer off. I did not. I do. Weird. Um. Anyway, I'm really excited to uh, bring you these tips and suggestions about the Road Rally from your fellow members because they sent in some really good stuff. Um, I also want to go over the, uh, I'm going to start out the show by talking about panels. Um, and I don't think I have the class list done because we're finalizing that tomorrow. Hopefully, with any luck, by Wednesday of this week, I think that we will have uh, all that stuff posted on the website uh, for your eyes to see. Um, we still have like two people that we're juggling right now before we can go live with it. So panels will be, I'm going to reiterate those today. Um, also, I, just so you know, thousands of deals have happened at the Road Rally over the years. I, you know, we've been doing it now for 22 years. It's astonishing to me how many people don't take advantage of this free thing um, when they know that their fellow members say that in many regards it might be the most valuable aspect of taxi. So uh, I will tell you exactly what it is that you'll be missing. Um, and by the end of this video, you'll be able to make the determination. Are you going to step out of your comfort zone, get off the couch, turn off the football game, and get your butt on an airplane or in a car and come to this convention, or stay at home on the couch watching television and watching your career stay right where it's always been. This is a life-changing event. We want to see you there. Without any further ado, I'm going to go over the panels uh, that are going to happen in the Grand Ballroom, and then we're going to move on to the uh, Road Rally tips and suggestions from your fellow members. So. Uh, Thursday night registration starts at 5.30. Sometimes we're able to open it up a little bit early because we have our act really together and things are going swimmingly well. So I wouldn't be surprised if at 4.30 or 5 o'clock is when we actually fire up the registration computers. Um, you'll also be registering for your one-to-one -one mentors where you get 15 minutes with the mentor of your choosing. But you do need to get in line early because it's first come, first serve. And uh, we don't do this online because people would book mentors, then change their minds or book a mentor and not show up. So 
Bottom line is you got to come to the road rally, get in line, get your badge, then march down to the uh, mentor registration to get the mentor of your dreams. And again, I can't begin to tell you, uh, first of all, people get tons of valuable information, but almost more than anything, they um, build relationships at the road rally with the mentors. And it's not unheard of, it's actually not even uncommon that people have signed deals with libraries or even gotten placements as a result. I can actually think of somebody that got a few placements last year as a result of meeting, uh, I believe as a music supervisor at the one-to-one -one mentors. So uh, also on Thursday evening, um, we are doing a jam room that is not 100% locked down yet, but strong rumor has it that Sure Microphones um, is going to sponsor a jam room uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evenings at the Road Rally. That'll take place in the Concourse Ballroom where one of the open mics has been. And we're combining the two open mics this year to the 200-seat uh, private screening room slash theater. Um, and we will have open mics on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. And we're going to do things a little differently with the open mics this year, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what that is today but we will tell you before the rally starts um, Friday registration begins again at 8 a.m. and then we move on to Michael Lloyd warming you guys up uh, and then I give you some opening remarks kind of like camp counselor first day of camp and then we move on to the lifetime achievement award which is Jonathan Kane who is a multi-platinum songwriter artist all that good stuff you probably know him best as the songwriter and keyboardist in the band Journey. So we're excited to have him there. Then we're going to do the John Brahaney Songwriting Award with Clark Van Norris. Then the Eat and Greet Luncheon, which is the only thing you have to pay for at the Road Rally, and it's your choice whether you come or not. It's 35 bucks, $35. Um, gets you all the courses along with dessert and a drink and tax and tip. And we have 30 tables of 10 people each with a different mentor at every table. And every 15 minutes, we rotate them around the room. People love it. It's really loud. It's boisterous, I guess is the right word. Um, but people build relationships there. And we encourage the, the mentors at your table to actually take your music uh, home with them. And we offer a prize for the mentor that finds the best song at the Eat and Greet luncheons. Um, then we move on to uh, a panel called How to Get More Forwards, Deals, and Placements with uh, Matt Vanderbow, Sherry Lynn Lee, and Bob Meddy, three members that have incredibly good advice. If you've ever been frustrated that you're not getting more forwards or deals, don't miss that panel. Then from 4.15 to 5.45, we've got Film and TV Song Pitch and Feedback Panel with um, Music Supervisor Frank Palazzolo. Um, music licensing CEO uh, Bob Mayer, Mason Cooper, another music supervisor, Jeff Freundlich, who is also a music licensing CEO, and Shannon Quisenberry, who's the director of creative at Think Music. Songs only for that one. No instrumentals for that one. Songs only. Then, uh, from 6 to 7 o'clock, we've got a panel in the ballroom with Jeff Freundlich doing a presentation. He is... Uh, just an amazingly smart guy, incredibly hardworking, and he's doing a thing all about um, vintage music, why it's important, why music supervisors love it, and the types of placements you can get from it, and he'll play examples of, of vintage music, and you'll go, oh, I have some of that laying around, and I can't believe I've never done anything with it, so don't miss that. 
moving on to Saturday morning, 915, instrumental pitch and feedback panel. Um, and that is with Joy Basu, who's the CEO of a music library, Jonathan Weiss, who's a music supervisor that um, I would say for 90% of his career or better, he's done reality television stuff using instrumental music. Um, Chuck Henry, who's been a very, very long time taxi member, but he also started a library years ago um, and kept it fairly small. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe nine months ago, I twisted his arm over at dinner one night and said, dude, why aren't you running listings and, and getting more members in, in your catalog? And he started doing it and he's been the happiest guy in the world. He's just amazed at the quality of what he's finding by doing that. Um, Let's see, who else? Uh, Pedro Costa, the CEO of InStyle Music, um, and Elise Schiller, who is also a music licensing executive. All these people are super, super well qualified to um, listen to your instrumental music and give you feedback. And if they like it, they can take it. Um, then we move on, 10.45 a.m. to analyze songs like a pro. Robin Frederick's greatest talent, I think, is the way that she analyzes other people's music hit songs and then is able to kind of regurgitate, well, here's the plan. This is how you can approach your writing based on what she's learned through her really good analysis. So I suggested to her for this year's Road Rally, why don't you teach the people in the audience how they can do their own analysis the same way you do it? So she said, there you go. And that's what we're going to do. Then we move on to Eat and Greet Luncheon number two, which is on Saturday. Um, then after lunch, we do How Daytime Dramas Choose and Use Music. I can't believe we've done 22 years of Road Rally, and not once have we ever done soap opera music. But this year, we will. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean, it's a little niche that uh, nobody ever talks about, and uh, frankly, it's a money maker. and I think that more people should know about it and know the kind of music that they use. So you will learn that at that panel at Taxi's Road Rally, November 7th through the 10th in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. 3.45 to 5.15, Music Supervisor Pitch Panel with Mason Cooper, Frank Palazzolo, Jonathan Weiss, uh, Joe Brandt, and one other to be announced. Um, one person fell off the panel and I'm trying to round up somebody else to replace and I haven't gotten a return phone call on that yet, but we will keep you notified. Then, something I'm personally very excited about at 5.30 that evening, we are doing Producing Fleetwood Mac with producer, co-producer from um, the Rumors album and from the Tusk album, um, Ken Calais, who's an incredibly nice guy. Um, and he wrote a book called uh, Making Rumors? I can't remember the title. I think it was Making Rumors. Anyway, um, really good book that I read a couple of months ago about how that record was made. Just fascinating stuff. Not just the relationships and, you know, people partying or this one's sleeping with that one. No, you know, that stuff is in the book. But more importantly, it's how they got some of those sounds and how they got some of the great performances like Lindsey Buckingham's guitar solos and stuff such um, and also moving on to the the album Tusk which many people think is kind of like Fleetwood Mac's White Album because it's so experimental so I'm sure that's going to be a fascinating evening um, we're going to play songs and actually play parts soloed so you'll be able to hear a, a lead vocal or a guitar solo or an acoustic guitar sound it you know all by its lonesome which I think is going to be awesome then Sunday 
We are doing uh, 9.30 a.m. creating trailer instrumentals um, with Randon Purcell and Kyle Nicely. Both of those guys have progressed at just an incredible rate over the last few years and have become very networked in the world of uh, producing trailer instrumentals. Uh, and their chops are really strong. So they're going to show you, you know, it's like, hey, we've learned all this stuff. Now we can turn our fellow members onto it. So you're going to be the beneficiary of that. Uh, 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock, uh, marketing yourself as a DIY musicians with, musician, singular, with Disc Maker CEO Tony Van Veen moderating, um, Dave Cool from Banzoogle, Bobby Borg, and one other person who's slipping my mind, and I've got an old version of this sheet in my hand, so I can't remember who it is. Who? I can't read lips. No. Um, Bree is gone. I, I cannot read lips. Seriously, I will be the worst deaf person when I'm old that you've ever met. I can't read lips to save my life. Um, then lunch break, then 2.15 to 3.30, writing and producing music for advertising um, with a, a group called The Usual Suspects, uh, which is comprised of Nate and Kaylee Highfield, who are just killing it out there in music for TV commercial land. I mean, they are right up there in like the top... I don't know, top two maybe, top three at most, uh, entities cranking out music for commercials. I hear their stuff on the air, big commercials, all the time. Um, and they are partnered with Rob Shirelli, uh, who many of you already know, who is a 100-time golden platinum uh, engineer, producer, mixer, um, two-time Grammy winner. So he is their partner in that company. And uh, man, don't miss that. That's going to be on Sunday from 2.15 to 3.30. If you're thinking about flying home on Sunday midday, mm -mm, fly home Monday. You do not want to miss that, seriously. Um, then from 3.45 to 5 o'clock, we're going to do Understanding Music Library and Publishing Contracts uh, with music attorney Aaron Jacobson, um, Bob Mayer, who's music licensing CEO, uh, Pedro Costa again, and hopefully a gentleman named Michael Ames. Eames, Ames, it's pronounced Ames, but um, spelled like Eames. And he's still waiting to find out. I think if his son progresses to the next level of some sport, then they go to the championship game or something, which would be at the same time. So not that I want to see his kid fail and not go to the championship game, but I really like Michael. He's a really, really, really smart guy. And on this subject, amazing. So I hope he can make it. And then we wrap it all up. Uh, the 23rd annual Taxi Road Rally will be all wrapped up on Sunday evening by at the end 6.30 with the Happy Ending Pitch Panel um, with Michael Lloyd, Bob Mayer, Rob Shirelli, Ron Harris, and Craig Pilo, and Pedro Costa. And that again is a listening panel where we do instrumentals and songs, stuff you want to pitch as a songwriter to artists on labels, uh, stuff you want to pitch for film and TV, be it songs or instrumentals. Um, or if you're trying to get yourself signed as an act to a major or an indie label. So all that stuff will be listened to and considered. And we've got various people on the panel who have expertise in certain areas that can advise you. So there you go. Those are the panels. Um, let's see. I've got a bullet point sheet here. 15 panels in the grand ballroom, including four song instrumental pitch panels. Yay. F uh, free 15-minute one-to-one sessions with the industry professional of your choice. 
two different generic specific songwriting panels, meaning that um, if you've got country or Christian or rock or pop or hip hop, we've got experts in those genres who are going to do a listening panel and you can get, hopefully, you know, it, it's, you get drawn. And if you get drawn, you get feedback. There you go. Uh, open mics for three nights, which I mentioned already, 50 plus classes, uh, breakout classes that just cover everything from marketing your music to production. Um, we've got Pro Tools, like basic Pro Tools Advanced. Um, gosh, I mean, just pick a subject. I mean, literally any subject I believe that you could think of and it will be covered in the classes. Um, music industry, eat and greet luncheons I mentioned already. Networking. Um, man, oh man, oh man. I, I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, I'm the kind of guy, if I go to a party, I stand in the corner. I, I'm not a networker. I'm not a handshaker. I'm not a, hey, how you doing? How about those bears? Not that guy. But people who are like me at the road rally still come away going, I can't believe it. I was so comfortable. The people there are so warm and friendly and giving and supportive that even though I'm a little shy, the networking there just came so naturally to me and they love it. Um, and then sponsors, uh, this year we've added quite a few sponsors um, and they're doing a lot of giveaways and they're doing some sponsor product and service specific classes to introduce you to what they do. So just so you know, that's not taking away from any of the other programming that we normally do, but we're carving out some time during the lunch breaks. They're like two and a half hour lunch breaks and the sponsors will be doing their presentations because not everybody, we can only take 300 people at the eat and greet luncheon. So, you know, people run across the street to Taco Bell or go to the Thai restaurant next door to the hotel. They come back and they've still got an hour and a half to kill. So you might as well go in and watch some sponsor presentation. Get free candy, win a free prize. All at Taxi's Road Rally 2019. So without any further ado, let us talk about the aforementioned tips that are coming from your fellow members. My goodness, it's only 419 and I've already covered about 30% of my stuff. I've got to talk really slow for the rest of this. <laughs> Kidding. All right, John McCormick says, be nice and respectful to everyone. You probably don't know who some of the big players are. That's true. It's not like the industry people walk around wearing, you know, like those blue FBI jackets that say industry pro on the back or a t-shirt that says industry pro on the front. They look just like everybody else. Um, gosh, I just heard one of our members just the other day, I was reading something that she wrote and she said she literally got a deal because she met, um, I think it was a music supervisor in an elevator. We always talk about it happening. It does actually happen. So be nice. Um, it says, don't be an asshole. That's A-S-K, hole, um, with a hyphen in the middle. Uh, if you have a question, so show some respect and listen to the answer. Uh, just because it might not be what you wanted to hear doesn't make the answer wrong. Have fun and just enjoy the vibe. So that's great advice, John McCormick. Thank you for posting that. Uh, the next one is kind of funny to me. Uh, Bill Gordon, 
turned, uh, sent this one in. Bill Gordon is the guy that wears like the little beanie. He's got a shaved head with a little beanie and he sits at the front of the registration line um, with a little sign, you know, or a paddle or something. He says, okay, go to position number one or person number two or work station number three. Um, so he's is like our Walmart greeter, if you will. Um, he's been to practically every road rally. He's a fixture. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. And he also happens to be an amazing piano player, or as we like to say in the industry, a pianist. The usual things, Bill says, bring your music and a million business cards. Refine and rehearse your 20-second elevator pitch. Edit down to two minutes and then rehearse your presentation to potential connections. Um, prioritize which panels and classes are most important and pertinent. You know, this brings up an interesting point. You will meet people in the registration line that will become family to you over time. They'll become instant friends. You'll find that you have a lot in common. And if they say, oh yeah, you know, I went to so-and-so's panel last year, such and such class, you can't miss it. Just because they're enthused about it doesn't mean that it's right for you. So you really have to go to the road rally with your mission in mind. Why are you going to the road rally? Because I just want to get my music out there. That's not good enough. Just getting your music out there is vague. Um, specifically, what do you want to do? Well, uh, I'd like to meet a couple of music supervisors and a couple of music library owners at the Road Rally and make 2020 the year that I get um, 10 things signed into libraries and my first television placement. That, those are specific goals and you can do that, but you've got to have the goals in mind. So just thinking, I'm going to go to the Road Rally and just like meet people and network and get my music out there, kind of vague. So be specific. Um, prep your music, your lyric sheets, etc. well ahead of time. Be sure your website is 100% up to date. This one is a common faux pas that I see people make every year, not just at the road rally, but in the industry in general. And that is that they will hand their music to somebody and say, this isn't my best stuff. I'm working on a new mix of this, or I'm waiting for a new keyboard to come in or something. And uh, no, you know what? If you can't hand them your most current, up-to-date, best effort, then it's better just to shake their hand and ask them a question about them. How did you get into the industry? What made you decide to become a music supervisor? How many years did it take before you became a like in-demand supervisor? Um, and they will enjoy the conversation a lot, and then at some point they'll probably say to you, so what kind of music do you make? At least you can have a nice back and forth and build a relationship that way. But by handing them a thumb drive or a CD um, and then saying, you know, I've got better stuff coming soon. I've got a new album coming out soon. Um, I've got new mixes of these songs coming. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Bad. Really, really bad. Um, the Evening Social Fray. This, again, is a tip from Bill Gordon, who's been to practically every road rally. The evening social fray in the lobby bar is truly amazing, but still get some sleep, stay hydrated, and eat well. Bill, genius tip. Um, people burn themselves out at the road rally. It, it is literally like giving a 10-year-old the keys to Santa's workshop two days before Christmas. It's like you'll arrive there and go, 
I never dreamed in a million years there could be this much great career building stuff under one roof in one place at one time with all these awesome people that I really, really like being around and give me great advice, blah, blah, blah. And then they end up hanging out late, you know, till like two o'clock in the morning downstairs in the lobby bar, drinking probably more than they should. And then they blow it the next morning when there's a panel. Um, you know which one I predict will be the panel most people will come to with a hangover this year? Will be, where'd it go? Uh, The instrumental pitch and feedback panel at 9.15 on Saturday morning. And you're thinking, well, why the heck are they putting on a panel at 9.15 in the morning? Because it wouldn't matter. If we started at 10.30, people are still going to show up late, still going to show up hungover. You know what? This could be your moment. That panel, in all likelihood, more music will get picked up by the people on, those, on that panel than probably any other panel all weekend. And yet... I think it's two years ago, it was kind of poorly attended. I mean, it wasn't terrible. We probably had 500 people in there, but we started out with like 150 people. Other people just kept drifting in throughout the panel. First of all, it looks kind of unprofessional, maybe a little disrespectful. They couldn't be there for the beginning of the panel, like to hear the intros and to hear people's bios and stuff. Um, also, wouldn't you want to be in there if, if your music is played? to hear the feedback or see if they really love it. And somebody, you know, we've had plenty of instances on that panel where every single panelist says, I'll take a copy of that. Um, wouldn't it be cool to be in the room for that? Just saying. So you've waited your whole life for this opportunity for your break, right? And now you have the opportunity. So what do you do? You stay up drinking in the hotel bar until 2 a.m. The next morning you feel like crap and uh, you don't make it to the panel. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah. Don't overdo it. <laughs> like, I have any control over your life, but, you know, I got to say it. All right, Bill uh, Gordon also says, brace yourself for one hell of a love fest that's also going to be one of the best music biz experiences imaginable. Not one of the best, Bill. You stand corrected. It is the best. Um, if I can brag a little bit, people have said, you know, that have been to the other conferences, the Road Rally is by far the best. I mean, uh, somebody who I hold in extremely high esteem um, that has put on another conference said to me, I think it was two years ago or three years ago, um, something to the effect of the programming, meaning the panels, classes, et cetera, at the Taxi Road Rally were unparalleled. And I was so flattered by that because it's somebody who I hold in high esteem who also puts on this type of event. And for them to say your, your event is the shiz, put a big smile on my face. Next one up to bat is from Casey Hurwitz, who's been to a bunch of road rallies. And he says... Bring business cards with a link to your best music, such as your website or your SoundCloud page. Also, bring a few CDs with your best music, as well as having that music available on your smartphone. Mind-blowing to me. Everybody, I think, has one of these, right? Everybody. So yet, why don't people put their own music on their phone? I've had people at uh, another 
event that I go to every year um, where I actually do some one-to-one -one mentoring. And I've had people sit down for the mentor session with me and, and they say, um, can I pull out my guitar and play you my song? And we're in a room with like 20 other mentors and 20 other people being mentored and they want to pull out their guitar and play it in the room. First of all, it's inconsiderate to the other people in the room. Uh, second of all, why didn't they have their act together and have their music on their phone or their iPad or their laptop? There just aren't words. So get it together. Make sure you come with your music on your phone and frankly put it in a couple of different places so you've got it backed up, you know? So if you can't find one file, you can find the other file. Um, Casey Hurwitz's next road rally tip is eat at Denny's. Um, yeah, why not? There's a Denny's that's a short walk from the hotel. Um, especially, you know, after midnight when you've had a couple of drinks, walk it off. Be careful crossing Century Boulevard, mind you. We had a lady who was definitely not inebriated, but a taxi member got hit by a rental car van about five years ago, I think. Almost lost her life. She, she wasn't just nicked. She almost lost her life. She will be at the road rally this year. Anyway, uh, so eat at Denny's, but be careful. Cost in the street, kids. Um, uh, Casey Hurwitz also gives you the tip, wear a sweater or sweatshirt in the ballroom. It's cold. Layers. Here's why. Let's say that we have a thousand people in the ballroom for one panel, and we've got the air conditioning set at 70. Then the next panel, uh, we only have 358 people in the ballroom. Well, the lack of body heat uh, means the room cools off a lot faster. And if we call the maintenance people and tell them to warm it up, it takes about 30 minutes for the room to warm up. So it's not like, you know, sitting at your dining room table going, honey, it's a little chilly during dinner tonight. You know, can you adjust the air conditioner or get off your butt and do it yourself? Which would be what my wife would say. Um, anyway, yeah, just bring layers, um, just regular clothes, you know, jeans, t-shirts, shirts like this, but it would be a good idea to have a sweater or a hoodie with you that, um, you can just pop on or pop off accordingly. We do our best to keep the ballroom at a comfortable temperature for all, but sometimes it takes a little while for it to heat up or cool down. Um, hang out by the bar in the evening. Don't throw yourself at A&R people. First of all, throwing yourself at somebody, you could get hurt, you know? I mean, fall down, break a collarbone or something. Um, don't shove CDs or cards in their faces. Yeah. Uh, look, the impression you make, and you know what they say, you only get one chance to make a first impression. It's going to have everything to do with whether or not they're going to listen to your music. So if you approach them and like, hey, you got to listen to this, the greatest music you've ever heard. Really, I mean it. Um, they're going to go, whoa, back off, Jackson. And they're going to, as soon as you turn around, they're going to throw that CD in a trash thing. So, yeah, just be cool. You know, like, remember what I said. This is the best thing in the world. So when did you move to L.A.? Or are you from here? Oh, Really? Uh, what made you de de decide to become a music supervisor? And, and like, how do you do that? Do you just wake up one day and like go to the unemployment office and say, do you have any music supervision jobs? Not really how it happens. Um, ask them questions about their life, their career. They will love you. And eventually as 
things go, they will ask you about yours and the relationship will be like that. Um, realize you cannot do absolutely everything on the schedule. There is a lot going on and you will have to make choices when there are conflicts. But you know what? This gives me the opportunity to bring up a really interesting fact about this year's Road Rally. What are we doing? Hold on, I need sound effects. Sound effects, where is my sound effect? Finally, after 22 years of having classes and one-to-one -one mentoring starting in the middle of panels, like while well, stuff is going on in the grand ballroom on the first floor, stuff is starting in the middle of that panel up on the second floor, and then halfway through that class, I gotta leave it to get downstairs to start that other thing that's going on in the ballroom that I definitely don't wanna miss. We have eliminated those problems this year. Sat down and eviscerated the old schedule structure that we used to base the road rally on year after year after year, and I completely redid it this year so that the panels in the grand ballroom, the one-to-one -one mentoring sessions, and the classes, 95% of the time have the same start and stop. Well, at least the same start times, oftentimes the same stop time as well. So no more of this, I'm gonna go up there, then go to there, and then go to there. No, this year you can just, I'll pick that one or that one. There you go. Um, Casey Hurwitz's best tip is breathe, don't burn out. The hell do you mean by that, Casey? Breathe, don't burn out. Um, remember that networking with your peers is generally more important than who you meet from the, like industry pros. You know, there's a lot to be said for that. Um, you could stalk one music supervisor and make it your goal at the road rally to corner that music supervisor in the men's room or in an elevator or while they're eating and getting ready to stuff a burger in their face. <sighs> Definitely not at the urinal. Definitely not burger time. Uh, those are bad times to approach somebody. Elevator, not so bad. But especially because you, you do have them trapped. They're kind of a captive audience. But you know what? By making friends and building real relationships with two, three, or four, or five of your fellow members, in many cases, they already have relationships with music libraries or music supervisors. And I, you can't just piggyback, like, like I couldn't say to Bria, if she's a member and I'm a member, I couldn't say, hey, Bria, um, take my song and give it to that person, will you? Um, Bria's not going to like you. Um, Bria told me she's not going to like you, so just be prepared for that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like upsetting Bria when she sits on the other side of the table from me here during the show. Um, no, but seriously, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You know, uh, I mean, eventually things happen in their own time. So build real relationships. You know, don't don't have it's the, don't have an agenda. But just know, trust me on this, that if you just naturally let nature take its course, and if you're a nice person, and you are sincerely interested in moving forward with your career, and people like you, 
at some point they're going to say, I think that that thing you just played me is really good, and I actually know a music library owner that I'm already signed to that is currently looking for that type of thing. Would it be okay if I gave it to her or him? And you'd go, hmm, let me think about that. Okay, so there you go. Um, it's better to do that than just going around. You know what? Word spreads quickly at the road rally. If you're that person who just goes from member to member to member to member, hey man, do you know anybody could give this to? It's a turnoff. It's like going to a parents without partners meeting if you've ever been through a divorce and gone to one of those, um, you know, and just walking around the room going, so how long have you been divorced? Or why did your wife leave you? Or why did your husband cheat on you? No, just have normal conversations with people. Don't try and approach every person with an agenda that's all about you. People can feel that. It stinks from a distance. But that's the cool thing about the road rally is that there's an incredible camaraderie there. So you don't have to go in and kind of ply your trade with any you know agenda. You can just show up and just hang out with other people that are so much like you that it'll blow your mind. And then things just happen in their own time through sort of a natural progression. Um, Stan Morris, who's also been to a bunch of road rallies, says, don't be afraid to walk up to anyone except maybe the airline crew who also stays at the hotel and start a conversation. I don't know. You know, I, I think I have... I love the flight attendants from JAL, Japan Airlines. They have very attractive uniforms and they travel like in a group of 20 flight attendants and they think that the musicians at the road rally are really funny and there's this cultural, I, I can't do it, but Japanese people have this like laugh where they kind of demure like that. And watching the flight attendants like pointing out unusual looking musicians go, got, they have musicians in Japan, but apparently they don't look like our musicians. Anyway, watching the flight crews, especially the ones from JAL, always fun for me. Just a little hobby I've got. Um, start a conversation by saying, so how many road rallies have you been to? There you go. Not can you, I'm looking for a CD. You would think that I would have one, but no. Um, anyway, yeah, don't walk up to people and say, here's my CD. Do you know that guy or that guy you were just talking to? Can you get it to him? No, start out with something innocuous. Like how many road rallies have you been to? And if they say 14, you know that that's somebody that's probably got a lot of relationships and they probably also have a lot of knowledge about the things that would be best for you to go after. So as they get to know you, they will give you tips on where you should, you know, classes you might want to attend, etc. Um, okay, moving on. Let's see what else Stan Morris has for his tips and suggestions. Um, ask for recommendation for upcoming class or ballroom session. There you go, echoing what I just said. Arrive early, sit up front, chat up your seatmates. Great suggestion, Stan Morris. You know what? Um, I admit it, I'm a little antisocial. It's not that I hate people. I just, uh, I'm not good with small talk. I'm really not. So you wouldn't know it to watch me on the show, right? <laughs> I love doing taxi TV, but I suck at parties. What can I tell you? So. I understand when I walk in our ballroom and I see people in the back row, in the far back corner of the ballroom all alone, 
maybe they're germaphobic. I don't know. Maybe they're just socially maladjusted a little bit. I don't know what the reasons are, but I always wish that they would come up where the other people are and mingle with them because that is so much of the benefit of the road rally is the mingling with like-minded people who are supportive and will help you. It's almost like agenda-free and agenda-free zone. Try and say that three times really quickly. An agenda-free zone, an agenda-free zone, an agenda-free zone. Ta-da! Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, sit next to somebody and go, is this the first time you've been to one of these listening panels? Um, so how many things they typically listen to during the course of an hour and 15 minutes? Um, do people on the panel ever ask for a copy of the music? Oh, really? Uh-huh. Where are you from? What kind of music do you do? Do you do mostly instrumental stuff? Do you do songs? Have you had any success through Taxi? Do you have any advice for me because I'm relatively new and I, you know, would like some advice? So there you go. If you're sitting in the far outer reaches of the ballroom or a classroom, you're not going to have that chance to build a relationship and find those things out. Um, have a few business cards handy. Don't fumble around for them. Um, hey, Bria, can you go out to the counter out there and get one of my noisy neighbor signs? It's printed out. It's about yeah, four, four feet from the left side of the shelf. Um, I always, every year, I, I mostly moderate sitting in the front row so that I can look up at the stage at my panelists and look them in the eye versus craning my neck down a long line of talking heads on a panel. Thank you very much. Um, inevitably, the person that has the noisiest bag full of stuff will sit directly behind me in the road rally and like rifle through a bag of potato chips or look for their pencil in the bottom of a bag where they've got their entire life in a bag, you know, like one of those crinkly sounding bags. I'm looking, do I have, oh look, I have. Imagine that going on while you're asking questions of, of a panelist and trying to concentrate so that you can have a back and forth banter. And it's not just having a banter with them, it's having a banter that's beneficial for you guys. Every question I ask before the words leave my lips, I say to myself, will the people in this ballroom sitting behind me benefit from the answer I'm going for here? If they don't or won't, then I don't ask the question. So when somebody's sitting behind me doing that, and they do, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> it's like peanut butter on that. <laughs> so I created this. Can you guys see it okay? It's surprising to me how many people with this taped on the back of my chair, and they all knew who I am. I mean, I'm the guy running the panel, you know? <laughs> and I am a celebrity from doing Taxi TV. And they will still sit down with that sign right in front of their knees doing for an hour and 15 minutes. I think it was like three years ago, I finally just turned around right in the middle of the panel in a ballroom full of people. I looked at the lady and I said, could you please put that away? And she looked offended. Oh, well. Um, have a few business cards. Don't fumble around. Yes, Dan Morris, we agree. Make the interaction about them, not you, echoing what I just said. I now have music and libraries from collaborations. This is Stan talking. Stan now has music and libraries from collaborations done with folks that he met exactly that way. 
Stan Morris has been a taxi member since 1997, and he's been at all the road rallies, he thinks. Cool. Look at that. Dental floss came out of my trash, along with my crinkly bag. You know, it's not easy putting on a show like this and having sound effects and visual aids ready to go at all times. Um, Glenn Johnson says, get on James Koshin's listening panel um, before 2 a.m. <laughs> Okay, so James Koshin, um, first of all, is the nicest damn guy you'll ever meet. He's a giver. He's really a giver. The guy would give you the shirt off his back. He will give you amazingly good advice on how to be successful, and he has used his taxi membership to great effect um, to become successful in several different ways, whether it's creating music for film and television, whether it's writing songs for the Christian market, um, writing pop songs, uh, producing pop tracks. He can do it all, and he is willing to share everything he knows with you guys. So we put him, at nighttime, we do a thing called the song bars, where anybody can walk up. So it's, kind of, it's like having a one-to-one -one mentor, but you don't have to reserve a time with a specific mentor. But we have like music business experts and song experts and production experts that hang out and, and do like a two or three hour uh, stint at night um, with whoever shows up. Well, James Koshin has been known to stay there till like two o'clock in the morning because he doesn't turn away anybody. Um, but show up early because we are determined. We're going to make this the year that James Koshin gets out of there by midnight. Everybody else will be gone by like 930. James will be there at midnight. Thank you, James. You're a good, good man. Um, Gary Reed says, meet people and ask questions. A very, very popular sentiment. I'm going to sit right behind myself at the road rally. Um, Ann House says, don't be afraid to go alone. Oh, Ann, thank you for saying that. Look, again, I'm not like antisocial, like I think people suck. I'm a little shy. I know you wouldn't know it to see me at the road rally or on this show, but I much prefer to not talk small talk it just feels like a waste of time and I don't feel like I'm good at it if you want to talk fishing then I'll make small talk um, anyway Ann House says at my first road rally I made myself walk up to every single person waiting in line and quickly introduce myself many rallies later I still meet up with some of the people I met that day also don't forget that people attending are on many different types of musical journeys you can learn something new from almost anyone you meet, and you never know where those connections may lead. You can make contacts that could change your music career. Absolutely. You know, I'm so glad that we're doing this episode where members are giving you tips about the road rally because I can do it all day long, but people naturally think, oh, he's the owner of the company. Maybe he's got an agenda. These people have no agenda. They're already showing you how generous they are with their time, with their ideas, with their connections, with everything they've learned on paper for this episode. So imagine what it's like in real life, person to person, face to face. Um, Sherry Lynn says, there's so many great panels and workshops going out at the same time that it can get overwhelming just deciding where to go. Figure out in advance which panels or workshops you wanna to go to each day. That way you can focus on networking and learning throughout the day. You might feel a little intimidated when you realize that a lot of people know each other and you don't know them yet. That was me last year too, meaning her, Sherry. Um, good news is everyone is very friendly, so just say hello. 
It is true. The most experienced, successful taxi members are famous for like meeting somebody who just walked in the front door of the hotel, you know, flew in from Idaho and they've never been to a rally and they're walking around just going, holy smokes, I can't believe there's all, what do I do? And they end up standing in the registration line next to a veteran member and find just an incredible connection. They uh, trust, yeah, listen to Sherry Lynn. She's right, okay. James William Haggerty says, pace yourself. Get lots of rest in advance, that's true. Bring a hoodie, the conference rooms are cold, and have fun. And you know what? Yeah, I haven't even talked to Angel to find out if Rockstar has firmed up their annual sponsorship, but they've never let us down, and they always send us a couple pallets of Rockstar energy drink. It's got caffeine in it. What more can I say? It's all, some of them have sugar, some of them don't. <sighs> Refreshing. And caffeinated. My advice to you is don't drink Rockstar after 10 p.m. Otherwise, you're going to be staring at the ceiling in your hotel room watching the popcorn move around, going, oh, my God, I wish I hadn't had caffeine at 10 p.m. Um... Robbie Hancock, um, great guy, I love Robbie. Robbie says, have your 15 second elevator speech memorized and ready. That's the second time we've heard that. Ask for a card, don't push them on people or a CD for that matter. It's like the third time we've heard that. Start with a conversation, ask them about them. Have, have, have you ever had a pet that died? That's always a great conversation starter. <laughs> I'm kidding. All you dog lovers. Oh, by the way, the other day I was somewhere online. I saw a picture of a Maine Coon cat. They're giant. They're like 35-pound cats. They're like the size of a goat. So next time the Lasco family gets a cat, I decided on Saturday night, no, Sunday night, we're getting a Maine Coon cat. They're big and they look like a lion. They're awesome. Um, so start with a conversation, ask about them, make sure your contact info is on your materials for when you are asked for them. Man, oh man, does it look unprofessional when you hand somebody a business card and then grab it back from them and say, oh, hold on, that's my old phone number or that's my old email address. And then you go fumpering around in your bag and you find a pen and you start writing on the card, but the, the card's surface isn't pen friendly. And then you say, do you have a, a Sharpie or something I can, and then you scribble your phone number or your email address on this card, when they get back home and they look through the stack of business cards they got, they're not gonna be that impressed with the one that's got your stuff scribbled. So my advice is go to, what's the name of that place online that does cards? Vistaprint. Vistaprint. Go to Vistaprint, spend 10 bucks and get yourself a new stack of cards. Don't use fancy fonts that are hard to read. I'm gonna repeat that. Don't use fancy fonts. Fancy, lacy, swirly. Oh, look at that. Looks like a wedding invitation. Works great on wedding invitations. If you're not getting married at the road rally, don't use the fancy font, okay? Um, by the way, you know, we've already got the ballroom. I think one year, I, I would love to do it. We offered it to a former employee who um, was getting married and then they ended up not getting married, but 
Um, I would love to perform a wedding one year at the road rally. So just saying, if anybody out there is like pondering getting married and you don't want to rent a ballroom at a hotel, talk to me. Um, I will sign up and become a minister from the back of Rolling Stone. They think they still have those ads there. Um, so Robbie Hancock says, uh, start with a conversation, ask them about them, make sure your contact info on your materials is good to go, have fun. Lastly, come and find Robbie and tell him that you saw this post, mainly because it was probably posted on our Facebook page. Um, I'll help you best I can, I'll help answer your questions. Robbie is super generous with his time um, and often uh, is helping out at Robin Frederick's book table. So if you want to find Robbie, he usually has on a funky little hat um, and he's the guy that's super friendly and warm and will be sitting next to Robin Frederick at her book booth. John Lewitt says, don't be shy. Don't hide in your room. Hang around the bar and introduce yourself to everyone wearing a badge. You never know where that introduction may lead. Absolutely true. Um, can't say enough about hanging out in that bar. Um, you know, even if you don't drink, order a Diet Coke. Uh, just, just be there. You know, just show up. Be present. If you're not in the room, great stuff can happen. And I know some of you are watching this going, man, that means I got to ask for time. I got to get off of work. I got to buy a plane ticket or drive a couple hundred miles. Uh, got to get a hotel room. I'm going to meet a bunch of strangers. I know nobody from the industry is going to actually talk to me or listen to my music. You know what? I said it at the top of the show. I'm going to repeat it now. You are, you've wanted this opportunity. You've wanted a career in the actual music industry your whole life or you wouldn't be a taxi member. If there's something that can take your career up several notches and you've got thousands of people saying yep worked for me why wouldn't you do it why would you stay home watching the same tv shows that you watch every week and shaking your head going what am i why am i sitting here you know what sometimes you just got to pull the trigger on something and just do it I, the number of times that i've had people say to me i regret coming to the road rally after 22 years of doing them I could probably count the number of regretful taxi road rally attendees on one hand. Literally, I, I can think of three people that's like, well, it didn't really work out for me. Why? Because I just didn't feel comfortable around all those people. I get it. Some people just really absolutely aren't built for mingling or being friendly or nice. Oh, you know what I'm saying. They're just not comfortable in that kind of setting. So they don't, um, they don't take advantage of it when they get there, and then they're regretful. But like I said, I can think of three people in 22 years that have ever said that to me. Um, Greg Vaughn says, never be afraid to ask for help. Everyone might look like they're road rally pros, but there's always a bunch that aren't, so they are like you. But there's plenty of experienced attendees that are there year after year after year that can really help you out ask ask and ask more most everyone is there for the same reason to learn more and form relationships it's all about relationships so true greg be humble be courteous be inquisitive thank you greg vaughn for those great tips 
Moving on. Kyle Sutton says, ooh, it's a long one, thank you, Kyle. Take in everything you can. Be a sponge. Attend every session that looks even remotely interested or related to what you're doing. Okay, uh, and sorry, remotely interesting or related to what you're doing. So in other words, if you're doing instrumental stuff for film and TV and you never do songs, you don't write lyrics, don't bother going to that class or that panel, right? Makes sense. Um, make a game plan. Take copious notes. Attend a one-on-one -on -one mentor session with the most relevant person for what you do, whether it's cues, songs, etc. And have a game plan going into that. Oh, that's another, that's a great suggestion. You know what? I get this all the time. Uh, at the Hawaii Songwriters Festival every year, I do one-to-one -one mentoring. And I can't tell you how many times people have, I, you know, I'd stand up, hi, how are you? I look at their name tag, hi, Bob, how are you? Nice to see you. How can I help you? And they go, I just wanted to meet you. And while I find that really flattering, I'm disappointed that they're squandering this opportunity. They've got 15 minutes with somebody that will give them the unvarnished truth and try everything I can suggest to help them and they don't have a specific question or a plan in mind before they sit down with me. So, you know, pick which song you want to play. Um, have two ready to go, whether it's songs or instrumentals, because sometimes, look, a lot of times the, the mentors aren't going to listen to three minutes and 47 seconds of a song because they can give you all the feedback that they feel you really need to get by listening to the intro, the verse, chorus, and a bridge. So you don't need, um, or you should have more than one ready to go. I find that when I'm in the one-to-one -one mentor position at the Y songwriters thing that very frequently I'll get through one song and say, do you have anything else? And I can at least get partially through my suggestions for a second song. So there you go. Have two ready to go and be specific with what you want to know. Is this lyric film and TV friendly or does it have too many specifics in it? Um, should I keep the guitar solo in or out? Um, does this sound current enough? Does it sound contemporary? Those are the kinds of things this is your time to ask, okay? One-to-one um, -one mentor session, have a game plan going in. Set goals while you're there and do your best to hit them. For example, I want to meet a library owner. I want to meet a collaborator or have my music screened on a live panel. Start up conversations with people you don't know. The registration line is great for this. People, our registration line is world famous. I'm not exaggerating that. People will tell you that, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been standing in this line for three hours. They get there really early so they get the mentor of their choice. Um, we don't force people to line up that early. Some people start lining up at eight o'clock in the morning for like a 5 p.m. downbeat. But that line is a pot of gold. I mean, if all you did was fly from Toronto or Montreal all the way to Los Angeles and did nothing more than spend a few hours in the registration line, you would probably get your money's worth out of that flight in the time that you took to come out. I kid you not. Um, you never know who you're going to meet. It could be someone who takes your career to the next level. Seriously. See, this is all echoing what I'm telling you, except this is coming from your fellow members. Be polite to professionals and ask a lot of questions. 
Have the courage to submit your music for live feedback panels, even if it means getting panned. It's okay. Nobody there is going to laugh at you or snicker behind your back. Yeah, man, did you hear that dude's music on that panel? It was terrible. No, if anything, they're going to walk up to you and say, man, I thought that piece of music had a killer vocal on it. I've got an idea what you could do for the bass part um, to make it move better. That's the nature of the road rally and the people who go to it. Um, you'll learn a tremendous amount and be even more determined to work your tail off when you get back home. That's one of the other things we hear about the road rally. It's like the biggest shot of inspiration and adrenaline that people get all year. As a matter of fact, I just read something over the weekend. I was working on our next newsletter and I saw a quote that said, uh, my wife and I come to the road rally and we stay energized until at least March or April of the following year. So they come in no early November and there they are six months later and they are still jazzed. So, yay. Um, obviously, I'm not a math major because November to March is not six months. But, you know, just, just go with it. Um, I've walked this road and can attest to all the above. The road rally is worth it. Thank you, Kyle. And that was from Kyle Sutton. Great advice. I'm telling you from your fellow members. Uh, Mojo Bones says, my advice is go to the rally. Don't wait. You won't know till you go. The rally is the opposite of war. <laughs> That's going to be our new slogan. I'm going to put that on all the road rally signs. Road rally, the opposite of war. People go to war to see the elephant. Some of them die. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Mojo, you crack me up, dude. People go to war to see the elephant. I'm confused by that. Some of them die, but the rally will not kill you. <laughs> it's a step in your development. If you intend to have a career, if you don't need or want a career, and you just want to keep dreaming, the road rally doesn't need you. What the hell do you mean, Mojo? <laughs> I'm confused, dude. Normally, I, I like Mojo is one of those people that I can call up and go, should I do this? Or, do, you know, he's like my, uh, if I need a readout on something, uh, a move that I'm about to make with Taxi as a company, anything like that, I've always been able to call Mojo and get his advice. I don't understand what the hell you're saying. <laughs> I'm looking for him in the, in the chat room because usually, hello, chatters. I haven't even said hello to you guys today. Um, okay, Gary Reed says, meet people, ask questions, and have a one-sentence version of who you are. Hi, I'm Michael Lasko. I'm the founder and CEO of Taxi, the world's leading independent A&R company. How long did that take? Like four seconds? You know who I am and what I do and what my company does, right? Well, hi, I'm Michael Lasko. I'm from Los Angeles. I'm the founder and CEO of Taxi, the world's leading independent A&R company. We help songwriters, artists, and composers get their music to record labels, publishers, and film and television placements. What do you do? <laughs> Don't forget, you can win a copy of Composer Catalog, a $69.95 value, or a copy of Steve Barden's wonderful book, Writing Production Music for Television. So hang in there. We're going to give that stuff away. Uh, 
Russell Landwehr says, leave room in your weekend to breathe and sleep. I find it funny that two people have mentioned breathing. Um, and breathing is good. We endorse breathing. Um, you know, it is worth going up to your room. I do that sometimes. If I've got 15 minutes between panels that I'm moderating, I will run up to my room and just go sit down. As soon as I walk through the door, I just sit down and go, and just, you know, just feel the moment. And then I work up the nerve to go back to the ballroom and uh, moderate another panel knowing that I'm, it's really hard to not say stupid stuff when you're on stage in front of 500 to 1,000 people for eight to 10 hours a day for three days in a row. Do you have any idea how much effort that takes on my part to not say stupid stuff? I mean, really, I gotta work at it. Um, and finally, from Randon Purcell, he simply says, this is great, bring a paper and pen, but leave your ego at home. Man, if there was ever a no ego zone, the road rally is hit. It's not like other music conventions with guys walking around wearing leather cod pieces and like combing their hair everywhere. It's like, look, my hair is three feet long. It's down to the middle of my back and it's beautiful. Not that kind of musician. Um, it's very like non-competitive and super supportive. But it's, I can say this over and over and over, but hearing the tips and suggestions from your fellow members should be really meaningful because they have no reason to make this stuff up. You would think they're actually creating competition for themselves by helping you succeed at the road rally. But that proves that the nature of the road rally is non-competitive. It's a rising water floats all boats environment, okay? So bring your life preserver, bring your swimmy fins, and prepare to have your boat rise with all the others. Okay, I know I have other stuff that I'm supposed to do. We've still got 24 minutes. Um, I'm not gonna do that because I'll bet you. Do you guys, have they been coming up with any questions? Yeah, I have a couple questions. Okay, Bria has a couple questions that have rolled in from you guys. How are submissions working for panels this year? How, oh, that's, I'm so glad you asked that. Okay, in the past, we had people drop CDs into bins and then we would just rifle through, have one of our staff members shut their eyes, reach into the bin, pull out a CD and play it. Excuse me, it was clunky. Um, it was, I, I gotta say, it was a little fun watching all the people in the audience like leaning forward when the staff member would um, reach into the bin. It's like, gonna pick mine? Um, anyway, last year what we did was we ran listings for two or three of the panels. Uh, we ran taxi listings. You guys submit for the listing for that panel and then we randomly, we have everything that was submitted. We don't screen anything, we don't filter, we don't curate. Everything goes on a playlist that we have a disco playlist, um, disco being a brand of software that we use to organize and submit music, you know, send it around our industry friends. So we have the, the disco playlist up on the big screen in the ballroom and we have software, um, an improved version of the randomizing software that we used last year and we will randomly pick a number and then go to number 12 on the list and then play number 12 and the people on the panel will comment on it and if they hear something that they can use or that they they may have an immediate need they may have a future need they just raise their hand and say you know what i'd like to get a copy of that so 
the listings um, for those panels will probably come out on Wednesday of this week. Um, also, uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, we will roll out um, a link for you guys to sign up for the um, Eat and Greet Luncheon. So all this stuff is coming. We're a month away and we finally got our act together. <laughs> it's hard. It's really, really hard coordinating all this stuff. You can't put it out with like 90% of it done. You know, it's got to be 99%. So that's how you submit. Now, the one exception is at the end for the happy ending panel. Um, we don't do submissions for that one. We just pull them out of bins for that one. So bring CDs with a song or an instrumental that you would like to have heard on that panel, on the happy ending pitch panel. Um, and also anything that you submit, um, and you're only allowed to submit one thing for per other listening panels. Um, you can't, you know, like uh, improve your chances by submitting 25 copies of the same song or 25 different songs. You know, we'll see that and go, uh-uh, not cool. So, um, but let's say that you're, you submit a piece of music for the music supervisor pitch panel. If I were you, I would have five CDs, each with that same song on it, with my name, the song title, my email address and my cell phone number on the disc and on the sleeve or the jewel case that it comes in, both places, okay? Uh, and the reason I would have those things in the ballroom with me during that panel is that if your song gets played during the panel and a bunch of the people on the stage up on the dais go, I'd love to get a copy of that. I, we, uh, there's a gentleman named Michael Baldwin sits next to me at every road rally. He does a really good job of keeping notes on this stuff. And then after the road rally, you know, we um, we sit down and find the music and then send it out. But but a lot of times, what happens is the people don't leave the music up on their taxi account. So even though two days after the road rally or three or four days, whatever it is, we finally you know bounce back a little bit and have some energy. We start sorting through that music and getting it out to the panelists. And then we go to John Doe's um, you know profile page, and lo and behold, that song is no longer up because John Doe went home from the road rally and thought, well, I didn't get picked for the panel. Um, or no, he did get picked for the panel, uh, but then for some reason he took the music down. So when we go to download the music and send it out to the person who wanted it, it's not there. So I am strongly suggesting, if not imploring you, to bring the music that you're going to pitch through those listings for those panels. Bring it on CD and bring like five CDs of Mary Had a Little Lamb or whatever the name of your song is. Um, that way, if everybody in the panel, and it does happen where everybody in the panel will go, I want a copy too. Um, I will literally say, come on up here, John Doe, and you just run up to the front of the ballroom and just hand your CDs to those panelists right then and there, and you know that they've got them. Pretty magical moment. I hope it happens for you. Next question, please. Will there be any instrument sponsors this year? Yes, there will be instrument sponsors this year. Um, Paul Reed Smith, PRS Guitars, is going to be there. We've been trying to get them to come to the rally forever, and they are coming. Um, right now, um, I haven't gotten final confirmation on this, but Warm Audio, these guys make incredible tube gear. I love tubes and transformers, and these guys make um, incredible microphones and limiters, compressors. Um, 
uh, EQs and they want to come. Um, it's a little late in the game for them to make the decision, so they're trying to figure it out in the next like 24 hours. Hopefully they will come. Um, can you think of any of the other sponsors? Oh, Ilio is going to be there. They represent like 10 different software lines that are all great for making production music. Um, last year, they did classes on um, how to build orchestral tracks, I think, um, that were just like, we got such great feedback and they thought that the attendees were really, really smart. So they're coming back this year. Um, who else? Honestly, I didn't think I would get that question, so I don't have the list in front of me, but we will have more great sponsors at this road rally than we've ever had before. Suffice it to say. Um, is Disco going to be a sponsor this year? We don't know yet. The, we've ha uh, somebody wanted to know if Disco is going to be a sponsor this year. We don't know. Um, when Angel originally reached out to them, they said, mm, yeah, I don't think so. It, they're in Australia um, or New Zealand. Uh, it's a really long plane flight. Um, not to mention that the CEO of Disco is also an extremely busy, probably the single busiest music supervisor over there. It was really hard for him to come last year, but we loved having him. His name is Carl Richter, and we had him on a couple of panels, and he was just overwhelmed by what he saw at the road rally, and we're hoping that they're a late uh, entrant uh, and you know let us know in the next day or so if they're coming or not. Um, someone asked, I finally found what kind of music I want to focus on. I have some recordings that I know are good, but I, I am not prolific. Is it still worth trying to get that music to a supervisor? So somebody says that they finally know what kind of music they're good at. They don't have very much of it recorded. Um, they're not very prolific. Is it worth trying to get that to a supervisor? <sighs> Almost an impossible um, question to answer. Reason being, I don't know what kind of music it is, number one. Um, I don't know what it sounds like, number two. I can tell you with some degree of certainty, some degree, and I'm underlining and italicizing some, that our members who are most successful are pretty prolific and they've become good. In the beginning, they're not fast at making music kind of on demand, but they become good at it because they accept that challenge and they keep perfecting their chops, their recording chops, their um, composition chops, and they get to the point where they can create stuff on demand. That stuff is much more likely to be forwarded and end up in a catalog somewhere or end up being licensed for a TV show or film because you're making what they're asking for versus this is something that I've had sitting around for a while. And so they're looking for up-tempo songs about um, I Love My Wife. And you look at your song and go, well, you know, it's a ballad about I Love My Husband. So it's not up-tempo, um, and it's not about loving your wife, it's about loving your husband, but you're thinking, you know, my song is really good, I love it, and I bet you if they hear it, that they'll just love it so much that they'll just use it. But what the person doesn't realize is that the scene is a fairly up-tempo, kind of fast-paced scene. The movie is a, a fast-paced, buoyant, you know, fun movie. They don't really need, it's like, oh, I love my husband. It, it just wouldn't feel right. Um, you know, like a slow, loving, tender lament. Lament's not the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Um, 
so oftentimes you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole when you're pitching music that already exists, especially if it's music that has already existed before you started your taxi membership. Um, chances are you've learned an awful lot about how the industry works, what they need, what they like, what they want, what they can use from being a taxi member. And so you're at an advantage once you've been a member. Taking music that was created before you learn that stuff often doesn't work. I can't say never, especially in the world of vintage music. And we are doing a panel on vintage music. So if you had stuff that you recorded in 1982, that may be perfect when they need, you know, music to be in a film that uh, is circa 1982 and they need background music playing from a jukebox in a bar somewhere. And so there you go. So I will never say never. Next question. Will there be any classes for Christian or gospel this year? Will there be any classes for Christian or gospel music this year? I will have the answer to that by tomorrow. Um, the aforementioned gentleman, James Koshin, is super well qualified to teach that. He had an idea for another thing. James, if you're watching, I don't even know if you're in the chat room or watching the show today, but I thought long and hard about your other idea for the class that you were going to do, and it's a potential train wreck. We tried something like that back in like 2001, and it ended up being really problematic in the end. So I was going to reach out to you, James, and ask you if you would teach a class on Christian songwriting. So the answer to your question, who asked that question? Gloria Covington. Gloria Covington. Hello, Gloria. You're in the chat room, I bet. Um, just know that it is my intent to make that happen. We need that to happen. All right. This one's not necessarily road rally um, related, but it's taxi related. It said, why does it cost so much to join taxi when placements aren't guaranteed? Do you already have your favorite producers and songwriters? <laughs> oh my goodness. This person says, why does it cost so much to join Taxi when placements are not guaranteed? Uh, do you already have your favorite songwriters and producers? Um, I'm assuming you're not a member yet. I have a tickling nose and I need to blow my nose. <laughs> I'm gonna sneeze in a minute. Um, don't join taxi, please. Um, I've got a, a tissue, though. If, yeah, I am, thank you, though. Um, you know what? I can tell by the nature of that question that you don't know us well enough or know the industry well enough that you're just going to be unhappy with your membership. And we don't need your money so badly that I would want anybody who's not going to be a good fit for a taxi membership to join. So the answer is um, anybody who says to you, pay me money and I will guarantee you a placement is a crook, number one. that That's a scam. Um, number two, yeah, we have favorites, but they uh, we don't pick. The screeners operate independently of us. We don't tell the screeners. We don't lean on them. We don't encourage them. We don't cajole them to pick anything. Frankly, we don't even know what they picked until we're ready to send it out. Hold on. Sorry. I don't know that I've ever done this before. It feels like something is stabbing inside of my nostril. That's the weirdest sensation. Um, anyway, we don't even know what the end result was until they're done screening the music. Um, and we literally don't tell them what they can pick. Somebody could be a member for years and years and years 
and, and not get a forward and somebody, the same batch of music for the same opportunity could have just joined the day before the listing deadline, submitted their music and they'll get forwarded. Why? Because they had the right music for that request. So just because somebody has been around for a long time or we really love them as a person or they're a great producer and the tracks sound amazing, if the song or the instrumental track isn't right for the request, it doesn't get forwarded. There, it, this isn't high school. This isn't a click. This isn't like the cheerleading squad loves the guys on the football team. None of that stuff goes on here. Um, I think the word is egalitarian. That's not right. Um, we are fair to one and all. <laughs> Let me just leave it at that. Um, can Ivan, somebody tell me where to go on the internet, how to join Taxi. Taxi.com. Yep. Go to Taxi.com. Bria's going to put the link in the chat room for you if you want to join. Um, whoa. This gentleman or woman says, I've been a member for almost three years and never submitted anything to anything yet because I'm my, my own worst critic. But honestly, I've found a lot of value in the membership. I've learned a lot so far. <sighs> I just happen to see that in the chat room. Um, it breaks my heart a little bit. I mean, I'm glad that you're getting stuff out of it without submitting anything. But that's like saying, I'm not going to run the race because I know I'm not fast enough to win. But the person who wins the race didn't used to be fast enough either. You know, they probably had some speed, but they perfected their running style and they just kept working and working and working at it until they became the winner. So the same thing is true for you. Yeah, you know, you may get bounced on a bunch of stuff early in the game, but our goal is to help you achieve your goal. So the only way you're going to get there is by trying. If you don't try, if you don't play the game, you can't win the game. Nobody's going to laugh at you. Um, first of all, nobody but you will know if you got forwarded or returned, um, unless you want them to. Um, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Please submit your music. We can help you get better faster if you will actually submit it. And don't be your own worst critic because people who overthink it never get out of the starting gate. It's, it's a form of procrastination. I understand it. It's fear-based. I totally get it. But you know what? If there was ever a place in the music industry where you don't have to fear because you're being supported by all, you know, all this whole episode, I'm talking about how the members all support each other. Submit your music. I insist. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to make you submit your music. Yeah, and Henry Van says, I've learned tons from the return submissions. Never would have learned without submissions. Henry Van says, I've learned tons from the return, from the feedback he's gotten on his submissions. Never would have gotten anywhere without it. Yep, it's so true. Um, Carl Worsbach says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Thank you, Michael Jordan, right? Um, oh, yeah, and, and Marion Laird says, you don't need a whole catalog. I encourage people to not, a lot of people think they need, I see people saying this about Taxi Online. Oh yeah, Taxi's great, but you need to have a really good, big, strong catalog of stuff before you join. Could not be further from the truth. You don't have to have the stuff before you join because you don't know what's gonna be asked for. So why create music that may or may not be right for opportunities when you can just find out what the opportunities are and generally speaking, 
you're going to have somewhere between 10 days and 30 days to create the music for that opportunity. And you're thinking, well, maybe I'm not that fast. You will be. Practice makes perfect. You will get fast. You will get better. You will become really fast, become really good. And then you'll become one of our members that's starting to have success. And six, seven years down the road, when you're making tens of thousands of dollars a year, you'll go, damn, I'm glad I started submitting. There you go. Uh, any more? Nothing. That was it. All right. So, um, yeah, I just want to let you guys know that we're 30 days out from the road rally, a month out from the road rally. I, I can't tell you how strongly I believe in the value of the road rally on so many different levels. The collaborators you'll meet, the industry people that you'll meet, um, the feedback that you'll get, the eye-opening ideas. Go, holy crap, I never would have thought of that had I not come to the road rally. So then when you think, Oh, I got to buy a plane ticket for $350. I got to get a hotel room for 100 and whatever it is, $40 a night for three nights. Yeah, you're going to drop $1,000 to come to the road rally. How long have you wanted to be in the music industry? Ask yourself that. I mean, realistically, most of the people, if I had to guess the average age of our viewing audience, I'd say that you guys are probably 38 is probably the, the mean age of our viewing audience. And you've wanted to have a career in music, whether it's just like a little side career where you can sit your family and friends on a couch and go, look at that, that piece of music and that show, that's for me. I did that with these little hands, right? So maybe that's your goal. Maybe you'd like to make an extra five or $10,000 a year getting some reality show instrumental placements. Maybe you would like to do what Matt Vanderbo did. The guy, remember like a month or so ago, I, I went to Idaho and did a show from inside Matt Vanderbo's tool shed studio. He was able to walk away from his job as a professor at Boise State because he started earning more money making music in that tool shed. So could you make 50, 60, 75 grand a year five, six, seven years down the road? Yes. If you do it for 10 years, can you break 100 grand a year? Absolutely. We've got members that have done that. So you get to decide at what level you're going to feel successful. And of course, you can always raise the bar as you become successful, you know, as a hobbyist and you go, I really like this. I'm getting good at it. Maybe I should like see if I can get good enough to make 100 grand a year. These are all the things you can learn at the Road Rally. Having a taxi membership and just being able to submit your music to the opportunities is great because probably where you live, you don't get a lot of those opportunities. But that's 50% of the mission here at Taxi. The other 50% of the mission is that we actually teach you how to make the right kind of music and how to act like a professional in the industry. You could have the greatest music in the world. We could forward your music to somebody. They listen to it. They love it. They reach out to you and then you blow it by saying something dopey or by not responding quickly enough or not answering your phone when you see that you know you live in a 206 area code and you don't get a lot of calls from 818-310-213 which are all Los Angeles area codes and you go that's eh, probably a prank caller or some marketing person and you don't answer it could be a music supervisor so I'm going to close out with a great little story it happened about I don't know five six seven years ago um, there's a Bruce Willis movie called Looper. It was one of those going back in time movies, you know, kind of present time, back in time, blah, 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 where Bruce Willis is having lunch 
with his younger self in like a, a diner somewhere like in Kansas or something. And they need some old timey country music just playing in the background of this diner in this dusty little town. So the music supervisor reached out to us. It was like a $5,000 placement. And the mu music was going to be at a volume where you could barely hear it. It was just going to play behind a conversation. It's not like everything else in the movie stopped and like, there's your song. Not like that. It was just wallpaper in the background of a diner scene. But a gentleman, uh, like Kansas somewhere, you know, somewhere in the Midwest, submitted a song and the music supervisor loved it. And he reached out to us and he said, can you get a hold of this guy and connect me with them? Even though we give your contact information with everything that's forwarded, they've got your information for whatever reason. Supervisor us, asked us to reach out to the member. So we reached out to the member and let's say his name was Bob. He said, hey, Bob, uh, we just got a call from music supervisor. He heard your song, you know, I Love You, Debbie Doll. And he wants to put it in, in a scene in his Bruce Willis movie. And um, you get five thousand dollars. You get a five thousand dollars sync fee, and the gentleman goes, five thousand dollars. First, you guys wanted three hundred dollars for the membership, and now you want a five five thousand dollar fee for me to put my song in that movie. No, sir. You're going to get a check for five thousand dollars because your song is going in that movie, and all you need to do is read this one paragraph letter that says you have my permission to put my song I Love Debbie Doll in your Bruce Willis movie and pay me $5,000. I'm good with all that. Here you go. Signed Bob Jones. And the guy goes, you want me to pay $5,000? No, sir. No, sir. You're going to get $5,000. Well, I'm out on my combine right now out in the field and I don't have time to sign that piece of paper. Well, sir, they, they need it back in their hands in an hour because they're on the mix stage and they want to put your song in that movie. All you got to do is sign that thing, send it back. You're going to get $5,000 in your song in a movie. I don't have time for that. I'm plowing the field. Click. I kid you not. That really, truly happened. Um, don't be Bob the Farmer. <laughs> That's all I can say. Bob, I love you. I appreciate the fact that you joined. We were trying to help you. We got you probably one of the better placements of that year, and you turned it down because you were too busy riding around on your John Deere. Maybe as International Harvester. I don't know. Whatever it was. You should have gotten off your butt, walked into the house, looked at your computer, printed out that thing, signed it, faxed it back. You could have had 5000 bucks in the bragging rights, but no. So with that, we're at 530 Ah, oh, crap, we're at 531. Uh, <laughs> this has been fun. I hope you got something out of it. Please join us at the Road Rally, November 7th through the 10th. That's loud. In Los Angeles. Um, be there. Be square. Hotel rooms are going fast. Uh, the cheapo, cheapo rooms are already gone. They've now, you can only buy the rooms at the slightly more expensive rate. Um, I can tell you, this year's Road Rally is going to be awesome, and we want to see you there. Thank you for watching. See you next week for another... What? Oh, we didn't do the giveaways. Crapola. Okay, we're going to do giveaways. <laughs> Cast, type in plus one. <laughs> All right, first thing we're going to give away. Shoot. First thing we're going to give away is Composer Catalog. If you would like to be the winner of Composer Catalog, type plus one. 
right now, and Bria is going to run the flying fickle finger of fate up and down the list, shut her eyes, and go bink. And when she goes bink, somebody's going to be a winner. Seriously, you guys will love the road rally. I am not joking. See that little red thing? Uh, little, yeah, right there in the corner. Subscribe. Gwendolyn Landers. Gwendolyn Landers. Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Oh, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn Landers. You have one composer catalog, which I have only heard amazing things about, and I know the guy who built this. He's a super wonderful guy who just wouldn't do anything half-assed, so you got yourself some pretty darn awesome software. And now we're gonna repeat the process so somebody can win a copy of Writing Production Music for TV by Steve Barden and go. Dan Holtzinger putting his name in there as many times as you possibly can. Go, Dan, go. Okay, Bria, fly the fickle finger of fate up and down that list. D. Moore. D. Moore. Congratulations, D. Moore. You are a winner. All right. Uh, both of you need to send an email to taxitv at taxi.com, taxitv at taxi.com, and Bria will send uh, D a copy of the book, and Wendelin, you will get, <laughs> Wendelin, you're going to get a piece of paper with that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you actually, uh, we will get the software in your hands. Thank you both um, for playing in tonight's game. Thank you all for watching the show. See you next week for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live.